Spotlight. I'm your host, Michelle Prince, founder and CEO of Performance Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Michelle Prince, host of the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we connect with successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders about how they built their businesses, how they're creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. And I'm excited to get you introduced to my guest who I've, I've gotten to know over the last couple of months. But before I do, this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. The publishing uh, Performance Publishing team has helped hundreds of people realize their dream of becoming an author. And I, for one, am, totally believe that everyone should have a book. Your book is your business card. Um, but more importantly, it's your story and that every story matters. And when you share it, that's how you impact more people. It's how you also build your authority. Um, but as a partner publisher, Performance Publishing Group offers more than just expert guidance. They want to make sure you get the book of your dreams and reap the rewards. Go to performancepublishinggroup.com for more information. All right, let me introduce you to my friend, Danielle Swim, who is a therapist in Annapolis, Maryland. She's a group practice owner and also runs the Entrepreneurial Therapist, a consulting company where she helps therapists start and scale their private practices. She's passionate about helping female entrepreneurs push beyond their fears and learn mindset, marketing, and systems. She's a mama of a two-year-old and in her free time does yoga and hikes. And actually, I think she's three now, right? <laughs> yeah, she's going to be three in the fall. So three in the fall. Up. Okay. Yes. Well, hey, Daniel, welcome to the show. It's so good to talk to you, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I was on your show. <laughs> and so, and we connected um, in, gosh, what city were we even in where we met at the conference? Orlando. It was Orlando. Thank you. Yes. I, I travel <laughs> a lot. So we, we met at Entree Leadership. So we're mm -hmm. both there to, you know, soak it all in, build our businesses. And, and, and so I was fascinated with your business. So talk, tell me a little bit more about the entrepreneurial therapist. I mean, I know you have private practice too, but more about mm -hmm. what you do. Yeah. So it all started, I had my own private practice and what I really wanted to do was like share behind the scenes of what it's like to start your own practice, build your own business. And that is where the entrepreneurial therapist brand was born. I started an Instagram account, literally looking for other entrepreneurs to connect with where I could be on stories or mm -hmm. on social and be like, guys, this is how I'm doing it. This is what's happened when things aren't working. This is what I did when things are working. And I, I am a teacher at heart. So I just wanted to kind of teach and share with other people who got it because that was my frustration. Other people around me didn't really get it necessarily. So thus, the entrepreneurial therapist was born as a way to show really what it's like to build a business, the ups and the downs. And I'm passionate about talking about the things people don't know, like don't like to talk about the really hard times and yeah. not just the showy social media trophies that everybody likes to post. Absolutely. Businesses, owning a business is, is definitely not for the faint of heart. Yeah. <laughs> it's, mm -hmm. it's harder than it looks, but it's worth it. It is worth it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love the branding, the entrepreneurial therapist. I think that is just so, so awesome and, and very unique because I, I don't know of many other people that are in, in with, with therapists that are really helping them on the backside of it with building the business, but it's so needed. Right. It really is. I mean, I think in any industry you go through school and you never take a class on how do you go off on your own and do this and build a successful one. I think like academics are really trained to teach us how to get a degree and then go and fit into the mold of working for someone else. Um, so once you graduate, I, I always knew, like I was born an entrepreneur, you know? So I knew that from the beginning, if I'm going to be in the mental health field, I I need to be able to work on my own and Mm. I would seek out resources. And there really weren't many out there when I was starting. There's a lot more now with podcasts, social media and blogs. So there is more, but there's definitely not enough. Like we need more information for everyone on really how to start and then how to grow is the next level because once you're starting that's just the beginning now we need right. to figure out how to scale and how to continue the momentum of it all yes and you hit the nail on the head a lot of uh, practice owners especially whether that's a dental practice medical mm-hmm. practice you know therapists you do you go to school to learn the trade of yes. what you do but you nobody teaches you how to build a business mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact i've spoken yeah. at a lot of dental marketing conferences and i've done mm-hmm. books for a lot of practice owners because that there there's that missing element right and they're seeking that information and so you have this community and how did that all come about like how what made you say i mean i know you just said like you realized there wasn't a whole lot out there but it would have been just as easy for you to just stay focused on your own practice, which is you're still an entrepreneur when you have your own practice. So yeah, what made you want to do this and and kind of shift a little bit more to helping others? Yeah, I remember, I mean, maybe it's my Irish temper, but I remember looking at Instagram and and Googling the hashtag um, entrepreneur or Mm. entrepreneur life. And the things that came up were men in suits getting on private jets. <laughs> and here I am. And I was like 27. I wasn't a mom yet. I was living in a small apartment. I was working, you know, 60 hours a week for someone else trying to build my own thing. And I just couldn't relate. And I was so frustrated with, wait, I'm an entrepreneur, but this doesn't look like me, doesn't sound like me. It's not my life at all. And then once I had a baby, it was totally not my life. So I just wanted more realness and authenticity in entrepreneurship. And I was like, well, I can show me I'm, I was 27. So I was young. And then when I had the baby, all all of my followers saw me pregnant, morning sickness, you know, we're able to follow through that journey of life gets crazy. And I needed to believe that I could still follow my dreams, still own a successful business, despite, you know, throwing up in my office from morning sickness, or being up all night with a baby, or whatever life threw at me throughout the years. Um, And so it was really the frustration of I didn't feel like there was enough representation Mm -hmm. of females and and of just people in general starting out that Mm -hmm. people weren't really showing what it was like, they were only showing like their end chapter and Mm. not the beginning. And I wanted to, I needed to see more beginnings. So I decided to show my own. 
that is so, I mean, that says so much about you, <laughs> truly, that, <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're a go-getter and, and if, if it's not, if it doesn't exist, you're going to create it. And, and that's why people want to be in your community though, too, because, you know, you're being real authentic and, you know, <laughs> it's funny, you're right. Most people talk about the last chapter of like, mm-hmm. oh, I've made it and mm-hmm. here I am. And it's funny when I've been on podcast shows and they ask about, you know, your backstory, I'm telling the, like, I knew nothing about Mm -hmm. starting a business. I was passionate about helping people. I wrote a book and I Mm -hmm. wanted to talk about what I put in the book, but that's all I knew. And I made more mistakes (laughs) in the first few years of my business. I mean, spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that wasted is probably a better word, not spent. And Mm-hmm. but I didn't know any better. And so that's when you seek a counsel counselor or, or not counselor. I meant like a, a mentor, mm-hmm. um, somebody who can help you a community like you're building, because truthfully, everyone's been through it. And why, why not just learn from somebody who's already made this mistakes, right? Avoid those pitfalls. So I think that is just so cool what you're doing. to help. Yeah. Yeah, it's been really fun. And I think it's it's kept me motivated too, mm-hmm. because I will get messages or emails, you know, over the years of being like, hey, I've been, you know, following your journey for a little bit and I just graduated and now I'm going to start my own. And I've watched oh. you through the years and like that keeps me inspired because, you know, as you know, you'll still have really hard days no matter what. And things will be crazy. And for me, I feed off of other people's inspiration, you know? So when I get those messages, it's kept me going through it all too. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. You know, and one thing that I see that you're doing that's unique, it's not unique per se. Everyone knows to use social to to kind of build a brand and all that. But you really really did a great job of building an Instagram following. Um, And so I want to talk about that because the show being called The Power of Authority, I usually ask, you know, how are you building your authority? How are you getting your name out there and and building that personal brand and platform? So can we talk about Instagram and how you did that? Yeah, yes. Um, So Instagram is like the wild, wild west, right? (laughs) We all know social media is crazy. And I think it's so important, like today, you know, a lot of people still are starting from scratch when starting social media. And I get questions a lot like, is it too late to start? And the answer is always no, it's never too late to start. And I think um, for me, I am very patient. Mm -hmm. And I think that is like the key quality that a lot of people need when starting out on whether it's TikTok or Instagram or or Facebook, whatever it is, and building an audience. Mm. You need to love what you're talking about. Because I still have the same energy and tenacity that I had when 20 people were watching, you know, then 6,000, 7,000, whatever you get to. So for me, I think it's really powerful to think like if you're in a room and um, 20 other people are in that room, you're not going to roll your eyes and be like, oh, let me just not talk to 20 people. This is so lame. Right. So you have 20 eyes on you. This is a huge deal. But I think we're like, oh, if we're not at 10,000 or we're not at 100,000 followers, it's we're not enough. It doesn't matter. And that's just mm. not true. There's a human, hopefully, behind every account. Yeah. And so you need to treat that humanness and connect with each human, starting with that very first follower mm. to 100,000 or whatever yeah. you're going to grow to. And be patient. For me, I never 
had the goal of hitting 100,000 followers or anything like that, because I'm so niched. I'm a very specific industry. So that wouldn't make sense for me. So it's always been about the quality of my audience of my community, like, how can I serve them more, Mm. instead of always the focus being on more, more, more coming in. Um, And it's easy to feel like you're not enough when you're starting out. You know, everyone focuses on numbers. And I instead, I really encourage people focus on the connection Mm. with the human behind the account who's following you. Because there's a lot of accounts now. So you do have that. But there's not a lot of authenticity. Yes. So if you can be authentic and genuine and really connect, yep. then you have a leg up over a million plus followers on these other bigger accounts. Mm. So that's how you build. And it's being patient. So it's walking before you're running and mm. it's showing up as your authentic self. And another thing is being uncomfortable. Mm. I am constantly still uncomfortable on Instagram. If I have to go live, I'm nervous. My heart's racing still. Or if I'm posting something that I'm not really sure how the public's going to respond to it, Mm. I can be a little uncomfortable. So get used to that because that's not really supposed to go away. You learn from that and it's helped me grow. And I'm better at like speaking to audiences in person because I'm more used to being uncomfortable because of growing on social media. You grow that muscle and it helps in every other avenue too. Gosh, you said so many great things. One thing though that just resonated was you know, kind of the, why are you doing it? Right. Yes. If the whole purpose is just to build a following is like, is that really what you want? Is that really Mm -hmm. the purpose or is it? So those 20 people, and I've said this so many times, I do a lot of speaking and it's like, okay, so if there's only 10 people there, are you, are you somebody, you're somebody in that room's life could change based on Mm -hmm. the information you share with them. And if it made, if it impacted one person, it would still be worth sharing it. Right. So, but if you're only doing it for the numbers, and I think we can all get caught up in that in social media. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be honest. I don't love social media and I never have, even when I started my business because of that, it doesn't feel as authentic. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. people who aren't. And, um, and so, you know, but it is, it's a, it's a necessary evil is kind of how I I put it because that's how you reach people. Mm -hmm. But you should only be reaching the people that really resonate with who you are authentically and not just because you have this, you know, big following. I don't know. Right. Don't with that, but yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think, you know, we heard about this at the conference we were at social media. You don't want to put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. Um, my account was hacked. Actually, when we were at the conference, I was still hacked. I have it back now but you're renting space on social media. So you have to just be careful how much time and energy you're putting into it. If you don't like social, I work with a lot of therapists who I coach who don't like social. Mm -hmm. That's totally fine. Let's do a podcast or do YouTube. Where else can you provide content and just grow an audience in that way? So I never want someone to feel like I have to be on Instagram. You don't. There's a lot of very successful people that are not. And so find a place where you like to be and your voice can be heard and find your lane because your audiences are are Mm going to differ. So for me personally, I do more on LinkedIn and Facebook. Now I am on Instagram. Um, I think I'm, I'm of the age that maybe it's not as, you know, like I started with LinkedIn 20 years ago and then Facebook, I don't know how long that's been around. So Instagram was newer for me and not as comfortable. Whereas I think a younger generation just never even went that route. 
but where are the people you're trying to impact, right? If right. they're on Instagram, be on Instagram. If they're on mm-hmm. Twitter, be on Twitter, but don't feel like you have to do them all unless you, yes. you know, are passionate. You said podcasting and you and I both love podcasting. You have a yeah. show. I have a show. I personally believe podcasting is, is one of the most powerful outside of writing a book. Cause you know how passionate I am. About yes, that. Right. <laughs> um, that is your business card, but to take that message that you would put into a book and, and also get it out there on a podcast is so powerful. And yes. you never know who's going to listen to it, who maybe would never find you on social media, but right. they happened upon your show on iTunes or something. So yes. Yeah. And podcasting is not going away. No. And podcasting is not renting space, you right. know, where there's a lot of security issues with social media mm-hmm. and podcasting is your voice. So, right. you know, you have so much control and power in that. So mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. And I think a lot of people do better podcasting than they do on social. Social is yeah. really distracting. There's so much going on. And the algorithm is always changing. Podcasting, you're not dealing with those same factors. It's Mm -hmm. a much safer route to go. If you're like, should I podcast or be on social? I would lean towards podcasting. You know, it's funny. I have a lot of authors who they want to write a book. They want to make an impact, but they don't necessarily want to have their own show or not yet. Maybe they're just not ready yet. And I say, look, you don't have to have your own show. I mean, you and I enjoy doing that, but be a guest because if what you... It, the content that you are so passionate about that could help someone personally or professionally, there is an audience out there that that a host is dying for you to share that information right. to that audience. So don't feel like you have to have your own show. That would be cool, but you don't have to just be a guest on other people's show and get that message out there in a big way. Yeah. And I think a lot of people deal with imposter syndrome where they, mm-hmm. they feel like I don't know enough to be a guest on someone's show, how they would never have me on. And one thing that I did before I even had my own show would I would reach out to the bigger names in my industry and pitch myself to be a guest. And I was shocked by how many people said yes to me. (laughs) And it's like, I wasn't even expecting a yes. And now I'm about to be on the show, you know? And so I had to work through some of that. But these shows need guests. They need you. And if you can deliver... 20 minutes of information, which I bet anyone can that's listening. Yes. Then you're a gold mine for them. You're doing them a huge favor. Oh my gosh, 100%. So I'll, I'll throw you a curveball. I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this, but I'm curious. So we were both at Entree Leadership. What was your biggest takeaway from the conference? I really liked, I mean, the speakers were really good. My yeah. biggest takeaway was I uh, was part of my own imposter syndrome, actually. Mm-hmm of I first of all that I could be in a room with you know yourself and some of these other really powerful six seven eight figure business owners like I'm sitting next to them you know so it helped me be like okay I belong in this room and my biggest takeaway too was I'm not dreaming big enough Mm-hmm. Like oh, I thought yeah. I was. And then you you hear these speakers, right? And you're with these other people talking to them at lunch. And it's and leaving, I mean, I felt like I was on a high for days. I'm sure you have felt that way too. Where I remember getting on the airplane leaving and I just took the notebook that they gave us and I wrote down every idea that I could possibly have. And be like, why not me? Why am I not allowed to do that? Why am I not allowed to be the one that's on the stage next? Why Mm -hmm. am I not allowed to 
to follow these dreams and there's really no answer to it. It's just me and my own mindset that I need to continue to work on mm. and just follow through. So for me, it was a huge shift in imposter syndrome, mindset work, just being there. And then they give you the tactical too. Yeah. And so that all helps, but it, but it was but like it's all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. I need to to continue pushing and dream bigger. Yeah. I don't know if I shared this with you when I was on your show, but that when you said, why, you know, why not me or why me or what I had the exact same imposter syndrome when I started truly. And mm. it was with me for a long time. And it was what held me back from writing my book and, you know, just following my dreams. And then I, I had this kind of epiphany moment of like, well, well, why not me? Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I, you know, I have a story to share. I have a heart to serve. I, why not me? Right. And if it resonates with one person, it's, it's worth it. And what's amazing is, is like when you take action to do that and, and like mm -hmm. you're doing with your show, mm -hmm. your community and everything, you're inspiring so many other people like, wow, if she can do it, I can do it. Right. And, and it's funny you say that you're like, I'm surrounded. I, I think everybody in that room was feeling the same way. Like no matter where you are in your business, you can always go higher. So yeah. I was the same way. I'm like, dang, I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta keep growing and scaling. And, and so, but it was so great. And, and I met you and yeah. I'm loving that we made this connection. Um, so, uh, and I hate that we're running out of time, but I, what would you say? So being in your shoes, you know, mm -hmm. kind of starting your own business and then starting this community, um, which is risky and scary and, you know, hard at times. But what would you say to somebody who's listening that's thinking, well, maybe I have an idea or maybe maybe I could help these people. What, what would you say to them? Yeah, keep your head down, focus on the finish line. Mm -hmm. Those are the two things that you need. And when I say keep your head down, I don't want you getting advice from your cousin, from your in-laws. I don't <sighs> want advice from people who haven't reached the finish line that you're going towards. Mm. I think that's the hardest thing for women specifically is we get advice from people and immediately we just, okay, well, they're right. It's mm -hmm. crazy to do it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not supported by this person or this isn't a good idea. And we absorb it and it completely stops us from moving forward. Mm -hmm. And you sometimes, so right. yeah, sometimes keeping your head down means you're off social for a little mm -hmm. bit because that's making you feel insignificant seeing everybody else win and you're just starting. Mm -hmm. So whatever that means, that always helped me when I was starting was I was like, no, head down. I need to focus on what's in front of me and not all these other things that are going to derail me from what I want to do. Gosh, that's great advice. And, and, the, and being very careful on who you listen to. Yeah. Because the truth is family and friends have the best of intentions. But mm -hmm. it, to your point, if they haven't, if they haven't gotten to where you're wanting yeah. to go or they can't see where you're trying to get to, then, you know, sometimes that encouragement turns to like, oh my gosh, but we're in a recession or what, well, what if it doesn't right. work? And what if this, and what if that? And it's like, you know what? Uh, I, you just have to plow through anyway and find a mentor, listen to podcasts and find people who have been there, done that like you and me and, mm -hmm. um, and know that it, it, it is a journey. It's yeah. not always easy, but it's so, so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree. All right. So if people want to get a hold of you, they can find you on Instagram, right? And it's under the entrepreneurial therapist. Yep. You can find me at entrepreneurial therapist on Instagram. And then uh, my website is the entrepreneurial therapist.com. I have a free five day um, getting organized guide right on my website. You can download and it's 
great for anyone that's in private practice, getting nice and organized. Okay. That's awesome. I love it. Well, I'm so, so glad we reconnected. Thank you for being on the show. And that's it, everybody, for the Power of Authority Spotlight. We will see you next time. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our websites, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com. And follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.